welcome, 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 everybody, to this week's episode of the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show. Uh, we are, man, probably like week three into who had the earliest quarantine time? Uh, that might have been Tyler, but uh, might have been technically me with my surgery. But there you go. And there's Lou. Um, sorry, this is the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show. So. Uh, there's not much hockey to talk about, but um, I guess we do have our uh, our own corn stories, because um, that's been going on for everybody. So continually continuing the social distancing uh, podcast uh, for your hockey. Uh, here we go. Uh, what's up, guys? Nothing much. Nothing much. Going uh, going into week four now, for me now. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. Sick and tired of it already. What about you, Ty? Yeah. Just uh, bravo on that intro. Uh, first of all, um, seen better, but, um, I got some <laughs> notes. I got, I mean, some random notes, just like, you know, the, I feel like the accounts that I follow are doing a good job of trying to, you know, fill in the time without hockey and, it sucks because yesterday was supposed to be the last day of the NHL season. You know, tonight we could have been talking playoff matchups. We could have been doing our fucking bracket picks. Um, it's sad, but um, it's a life we live in right now. You got to kind of look on the upside. So I got some I got some funny segments, hopefully, um, to get us through and, and some other things to talk about. Okay, good, because um, I also think we're just going to skip over mentioning that we kind of skipped a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were going to record last Sunday and it just it just turned into a game of risk. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ty, do you want to explain um, how we played risk way better than whatever online crap Mark had us try? Ah, just pure effort, boys. Just getting pucks on net, pucks in deep, you know. Um, I set up a table in my room here. I had... Um, I don't know where I came up with these uh, these wax laces, but I had a, a brand new pack of yellow wax laces, which I think the only time in my life I've ever worn wax laces if if you know you you bust a lace before a game and one of your teammates has one and you have to use it. But I'm not a huge fan. I don't think they stay tight around the boot as much as the other ones. And also, just like who wears yellow laces? Like if you're not Ovechkin, you know. Um, it might mean nothing, laces? but it, it it might mean nothing as a goalie. But I also hate wax laces. Yeah, just, just can't get them tight. They just they hurt yeah. your hands. Like, don't be a so. Uh, for for the non hockey players uh, listening, what is a wax lace? It's just like there's wax coating on the lace. Okay. So you know, I'm not sure the fucking reason for it. I think it's a preference thing. Um, if you can get it tighter or something like that, but, um, uh, well, it makes it water resistant, which is good for hockey, but mm. yeah, I never liked tying them. I could never get them the way I wanted them. I'd rather yeah, go like... through more. I'd rather go through more laces cause they got wet and got old faster than have to deal with those fucking wax laces. Right. That's a good point. That might be the reason they, they're more durable. Because they don't get wet, they don't, you know, get stretched out when they're dry and wet and dry and wet. But regardless to the story, I had those in my my bag. Um, when I moved into the apartment here, there were some hooks on the wall. Uh, one is I'm not sure why there's a hook placed there. Kind of maybe don't want to know why, but uh, <laughs> it, it worked out. Um, that on one side is is a lace tied around, and then. Across the room is um, kind of like a coat rack. Um, you know, it's got a it's got a shelf on the top that has uh, metal bars. So I wrapped one around that. Um, basically, tied little loops on the end of each of these and uh, put you know each at one end of the phone and was able to finagle a, a, a floating phone action, um, which could give a, give Tyler, or give CJ and Lewis the uh, the view of the board for risk. And then I just pretty much rolled the die in front of them and played for all three players. Um, uh, although when we had Mark on, it was four players. So uh, the back, the lower back's been getting a great workout. 
um, you know, just just out here trying to do my best. You know, the the young risk guy, um, just, just out here, just, you know, pucks on that. It was an incredible setup. Uh, I mean, I was looking on my phone and it looked great. Lou, you had the iPad going. Oh yeah, I've I've got my big iPad, so I got a, I got a big screen of it. Part part of me almost did one of the computer monitors up, but then I would have had to break out the microphone and everything like that. So are I you just, able to? Are you able to like zoom in on what I have, or you kind of just nah. rely on me to tell you what? Yeah, cause, yeah, and just sometimes it, it goes blurry with it being Skype and all, but um, but no, no, no zoom functionality that I'm aware of. But majorly, I mean, you were totally able to know what was going on. Oh yeah. Occasionally, some some numbers questions being asked, but yeah, well, still, yeah, still you guys impressive me setup. You know, when oh I was, yeah, no, no. When I was cheating by accident, you guys. <laughs> you know, the, um, the setup. The setup was not almost as impressive as uh, my play during oof, our yeah. Right, right. Had to go into that. Um, yeah, the, the, the basis of this was obviously I was rolling attack and defense for, you know, all of us three. And for some reason, my hand didn't want to roll for Tyler very well. Um, rolled pretty well for my older brothers, but um, CJ ended up taking taking the games. Played played three games so three, far. Three games, yep. But, you know, it's not it's not that not that abnormal. I feel like CJ won the majority of the game. So, you know, yeah, he had to, he had to get back up on top too. Cause the last time we played, we both played on the large Lord of the Rings game risk. And we played, each of us had what, two armies, three armies. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I and really I haven't won in a while. the table. <laughs> we played like three games over the course of a couple of weeks. Did and I play those? when I got, no, and when I got, yeah. And when I got Lou, the game of Thrones risk, he sweeped me up in that too. So I it, it was that. like Lou was on a huge winning streak against me personally. So <laughs> Tyler, maybe it was you coming in. No, um, but I, I just think this goes back to the uh, the old we're all in the metro here, where it's it's the same <laughs> when we it's the same when we play NHL. It's the same when our teams play. It's the same like risk. Like um, when you guys play risk, Lou wins. When you know, if me and CJ, if me and Lou play risk, or me and CJ play risk, fucking all win. And CJ plays with both of us, will win. And you know, the Islanders will beat the Flyers, the Flyers will beat the Penguins, the Penguins will beat the Rangers, kind of thing. And same thing with NHL, where typically I think I beat CJ, CJ beats Lou, Lou beats me, right? Like, I think it's just the typical, yeah, yeah, how brothers do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> We know each other's games too well. Even if we haven't played in like six months, we pick it up and we know exactly what each other. Like I'm playing Lou and NHL like last week, and I'm I'm up two nothing, and I'm like, just get to the third period. Like fuck, this isn't gonna last. Like I just know it. And then like, yeah, he scores three goals in like a minute, and it's like, what? I was having, I was planning against this, and it's exactly what happened. I got I got. I gotta get into this. I, I'm I'm pretty pissed because I basically can't play NHL with the boys because uh, I don't have good enough internet. I guess is you, I got you've got to you've got to be paying like four dollars for that internet. Yes, yeah, <laughs> well, you're, you're out. You're outside a major city, which means there's good infrastructure. Siege, I didn't want to. I didn't really want to bring it up just because I was I was the piece of shit for a long time with literally out. Without any internet, um, just because. Yeah, but I'm I'm upset. I'm upset. Like I want to play, but the fact that like I got internet and then we weren't able to really do it, I was like, oh, like fuck. (laughs) It's because my guy will 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 pause, and then he'll really fast do whatever I was doing while I was paused. (laughs) It makes. I feel like I feel like. I, well, yeah, but you just got to get better internet. What do you have, Xfinity? I don't know. That's, uh, that's Christina's job. She's in charge of the internet. She oh, works from home on like her company intranet that she connects through our internet, so yeah, it can't be a, that. Like, she's doing full. Yeah, call. but it's, it, like, game, yeah, it's very different. 
Does she? Is she? You can a, be on the like internet a professional all you want. gamer. I don't think so. You can you can do all the stuff on the internet you want. You can get stuff done on the internet for ten megabytes a second, which Lou, is a it joke is, right it now. It is wild that I sent you like the the promo I got in the mail of uh-huh. internet, and it was I assumed that I was going to be like, all right, I'm going to get the you know second or you know most expensive package, and you were like. No, like the lowest one is more than enough, and I was yeah. like, I don't know, like that's crazy, and I did it. And it's super oh, yeah. fast, like yeah. If you're not doing any heavy downloading, like fifty is is solid. Fifty is where you want to be at, honestly. But like, I Maybe. mean, play, places with Google Fiber in place, so like Kansas City is one of the first places Google Google went in and put in infrastructure uh, fiber optics through the entire like city, 5G and you can there. get you can get gigabit internet. And then the government gigabyte. And then the government. And then the government got a bunch of complaints from uh, well, cable company lobbyists. Yeah, that's that's the fight right there. But that's that's the only that's, reason cable company lobbyists are the only reasons that this country does not have fiber all over the place. I mean, because a lot of Comcast, Comcast was like, uh oh, uh oh, oh, not today. <laughs> I mean, a lot of my fucking finance buddies are like, five G is the next thing to invest in. Pretty much like Verizon and all these mm-hmm. companies are investing big time in that, and that's going to be the next kind of, you know, for what for, for for cellular, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're like like with Wi-Fi, if if you have, I mean, fifty megabytes per second, you're good. I mean, if you're planning on doing some like heavy uploading, downloading, then you want to go up. But like, so Ty, what you have if you had gigabit would be 20 times the speed. Nice. <laughs> nah. All right, <laughs> let's get away from this uh, bullshit. Let's, uh, <laughs> first segment. Um, let's do some team awards because, like I said, yesterday was supposed to be the last day of the regular season. Um, you know, I'm pretty pessimistic to the fact that I don't think any hockey is going to be played. Uh, playoffs, no Stanley Cup, blah, blah, blah. Um but regardless, I think even if there is, they're not going to play the rest of the season. So let's do some team awards. Um, I want to hear your MVP, your best D-man, um, your most improved, and um, just a wild card. You could do like most heart or just like a random random thing you want to give a guy um, for our teams. So Specifically for our teams or the league? For your team, right. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, let's do it. Let's do it one award at a time around around the horn here. Okay. Uh, you start us off. All right. So we're gonna start with uh, MVP. Um, tough of the Flyers. I'm um, looking at guys like you know Carter Hart was pretty fucking good this year. Um, Travis Konechny has really really come on, um, really produced offensively, and just fucking been a spark plug. But I gotta go with uh, I gotta go with Sean Couturier, um, just face-off master, plays both ways. Uh, I really think he would have won the Selkie this year. Uh, I'm not sure if they're still gonna award any of that shit, but um, yeah, Coots is my Coots is my MVP for the Fly Guys. I think I think we'll get uh, if I mean if for you know knock on wood we wish this doesn't happen, but if we get no more hockey, I think I mean those those are regular season awards, so I mean. I think we'll get we can get a lot of the ones Regardless, that are voted upon. Asterisk, asterisk. Well, yes, no, there's asterisks. Yeah, but anyway. Um, so sorry. What was the first one? Are we doing our own MVP? MVP for the Penguins, Yes, each our own teams. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, easy one for me, Tristan Jari. I mean, talking about a season where we're obviously one of the top man games lost to injuries and. Um, you know, having a little bit of goalie struggles over the last couple of years with Murray really not really being able to get into a groove. And Tristan Jari being the third guy last year, even behind Casey DeSmith, came out and dominated almost every game he's played uh, for us this year. And frankly, is, is the entire reason that uh, the Penguins are in the standing spot that they're currently at. So Tristan Jari for me. Yeah, that guy went on a stretch. Interesting. Where he was by far the best goalie in the league. I would have thought and Brian like what, was the easy. Play. Oh, he's he's up there, but um, 
Yeah, I got. No, you, I mean, Tris, like, Tris Jari. Looked, I mean, he's he's twenty twelve and one this year with a two four three goals against average and a nine two one save percentage with three shutouts. All right, Ken, choose your MVP, Christopher. Shit. Uh, all right, so man, MVP for the New York Islanders. Um. I got to say, probably, I'm going to give it to Barzell. Sometimes Barzell... I mean, yeah. Uh, And sometimes he gets a little bit of criticism uh, for his defensive play, but he's buzzing out there in the defensive zone, too, and he's learning, and he's picking up Barry Trotz's system. And what he can do in the offensive zone when he has the puck, he actually doesn't even have to be in the offensive zone. But when he's got the puck on his stick, um, uh, he's a possession monster. Uh, and that's h- how – what's up, Ty? He is. He, he, the way he um, – you know, Crosby kind of does it the best, uh, kind of just uses like that that V, that, you know, axis on, on his hips and just can go from that to just exploding out of him. And that makes you be able to protect the puck but also be able to uh, – spring out of it to make a good pass and he's he's one of the best at that at a young age right and he's he's our only all-star he won the fastest skating contest against mcdavid uh so yeah you got to give it to uh maddie barzell for sure for sure um all right we're gonna go with most improved player uh maybe a guy who you know you didn't know what to expect of this year um stuff like that uh for the flyers it's Provorov is up there for me. I mean, he signed a huge deal, um, but he's really, really lived up to that deal. So I'm not going to give it to him. Uh, I'm going to give it to number 21, Scott Lawton. Um, Lotsy just fucking came into his own this year. Uh, really played up and down the lineup, was able to play, you know, a lot of minutes PK, score some shorthanded goals. Um, just kind of like a low-key spark plug. I've heard he's unbelievable in the chirps um i heard that he he called some guy on the caps uh he called him voldemort he said yeah he looked like he needed a tan voldemort or something like that um just un- unreal um and he's just really impressed me this year of how of how he's played he played with hayes and, and connect me for a while and then um some other guys who's really produced and he's always been a fourth line guy so um, was really happy to see that out of 21 this year. Uh, come Comeback player for me uh, is, I mean, Brian Rust. Um, Ty, you alluded most to it. You thought it might, might, uh, well, regardless, most improved will be from last season is Brian Rust. He's uh, career high in goals and assists, second on the team in points, second on the team in plus minus. Uh, just lives on that second power play unit and uh, been our probably our most consistent player maybe outside of Malkin this year. Um, so Brian Russ is my most improved. Nice. Well, Island. All right. Uh, most improved player. Um, that's a tough one for me. I mean, uh, there's, there's guys like Michael Del Cole that, uh, put in, uh, a lot more minutes and was, was very good for, a. You know, middle six guy Scott Mayfield for me um, was greatly improved. I really liked his play. He also gained a lot of minutes with Pellet going down. Uh, but uh, I'm going to give the most improved award to Anthony Beauvillier. Uh, he is he is an absolute animal out there. Um, not a big guy, but a great skater. Um, straight lines to the puck. Uh, on the four check in the defensive zone. Um, he's a capable stick handler. He great eyes. I wish he would shoot a little bit more, uh, but uh, 18 goals so far this year. So probably going to be in that 20 goal score type mark, um, which is a great thing to see. Uh, if you can get Anthony Bavillier to be a top six guy. Huge. Um, yeah, I like it. He's, I've heard his name a lot this year, not, not just out of your mouth, but, um, everywhere. Um, all right. Two more awards. Um, say best D man. Obviously I'm a D guy. 
for the Flyers, it's 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 tough. Like I've, I've talked about Provorov, um, kid's an animal. Um, Niskanen has been one, of, I think, one of the best offseason pickups in the league. Um, he's been able to play with Provorov and kind of settle him down. Um, Steady Eddie, as they call him. Another guy, Travis Sandheim, um, just knew we've knew we've had a guy who had uh, you know great upside on the offensive side. Uh, just hasn't showed it a lot until this year. Um, just the way he jumps up into plays, and I you know he's a big body and and can really fucking hammer the puck. But uh, you got to go IP IP nine um, Provorov for the best D man this year. Um, just really coming to his own. I, Kevin Hayes said it the other day. He thinks he's going to be a Norris uh, candidate, you know, in a few years. So really fucking hoping that's true. Uh, but the way he's trending, hopefully that can keep it going. So Iver. All right. Um, I'm going to go. Who is a tough one? Chris Letang has had a very good year so far. But uh, we're going to do uh, John Moreno, uh, who would have been my pick for rookie of the year, too, if we were doing that. But um Rookie defenseman who I had did not know his name before training camp. And it basically came out. Uh, Mike Sullivan came out and said, this kid just won a spot and uh, quietly had an extremely good rookie campaign leading our team in plus minus. Um, and as a rookie was playing uh, when the injuries were bad on the blue line was, was playing 25 minutes a game. Um, so uh, John Moreno, who, uh, who would probably be noticed a hell of a lot more if there weren't a couple of, couple of you know pretty pretty good players out on the west coast named mccarr and uh, hughes uh but uh john marino best defenseman on the penguins this year this is another interesting one for me because of that injury to pellick uh who i think is the best defenseman on the islanders and uh you don't get flashy numbers from pellick uh he had eight assists in the half a season that he played uh but when pellick went down is when the islanders struggled um and it's because he is such a great shutdown. His stick is like char lengths. It's, it's wild. Uh, and you, you go to Pollock for the, the points, and, uh, but he still wasn't even producing the same without his buddy Pollock on the side. So uh, I think if we're saying best defenseman, uh, i got to give it to Adam Pollock. Nice. Nice. Um, this last one, I kind of left it up for a little wild card action. Um, you know, could be a guy with the most heart, uh, could be a guy who you think is going to be the next guy with your franchise. Um, you know, could be, could be another most improved player that you think is even more or something like that. Um, for me, uh, it's tough. I, I'm not going to say Kevin Hayes is the most heart, but I'm going to give him the wild card, uh, pick of the year. I really think like a character guy like him is, has made the Flyers just like oh, put him over that hump. Um, not only the coaching staff, but him has just brought a whole new attitude to the team. Uh, just, just going at games where you're having more fun, and you know, even if you do lose a game, you're, you're going back at it with this, the same attitude. You're not kind of getting down in the dumps, and um, I think having an upbeat, you know, attitude whether you're winning or losing in practice, pregame skates, warmups. All that comes into effect, and for me, I mean, it just hits home because I was always trying to be one of those guys uh, on the ice, like, fucking everywhere in line, just, like, fucking hitting people, like, getting them going, um, stuff like that. So I think Kevin Hayes is doing a hell of a job in Philly doing that, and he's worth every fucking penny. Nice. He's funny on Chicklet, too. Um, oh, fucking hysterical, dude. He's a space cadet, no doubt. But <laughs> pretty good hockey player, though. Um, all right, mine's this one's easy for me again. Uh, Brandon Tanev, um, guy who who played on Winnipeg last year was free agent this year. Who Jim Rutherford went out and gave him three and a half million for six years. Everybody was kind of like, whoa, like what's you know, that, that's that's a long time with a solid amount of money for a guy who hasn't done it. And he has been a part of our, the most solid line we've had all year, which was the Teddy Bluger, Brandon Tanev, and uh, Zach Aston Reese down there on that fourth line. Yep. Uh, he's he's made that, that line electric. And just talk about a guy who everybody was 
really confused on why Jim Rutherford went out and did what he did, giving him six years like that. But uh, definitely one of my favorite additions this year. He was he was been phenomenal um, all year for us. Kind of kind of that heart pick too. There, Ty. It's meant to be. All right, I'm gonna make my wild card uh, uh, roster move of the season, and that's uh, for Jean Gabriel Pajot. It. Uh, created a trifecta of uh, the what they called the French Quarter on the dad's trip when they were up uh, up top interviewing uh, Mr. Pajot, Mr. Beauvillier, and uh, Derek Broussard's father. So uh, it was pretty hilarious to follow the, the three uh, French dudes up there. And uh, Jean Gabriel Pajot, as I've said in the past, is... Uh, such a great fit for the Islanders and we've got them signed for a little while now. So, uh, you know, if we don't get any more hockey this season, I'm excited to have them for next. Sage, I saw, uh, just a Instagram clip of like the biggest hits in the last, I don't know. I think it's, I think it said 10 years and, uh, Mark stone getting just bundied by, uh, I want to say Reeves or I, I forget who it was. Um, but, Immediately, first guy who jumps in in Ottawa is Pajel. Like, and I remember that in on the island when what was his first game? Like he was jumping in. Like that's yeah. a that's a guy who that's a guy who would love to have on my team. He scored our the only goal we scored in that game, and then got seventeen minutes of penalties. And uh, he actually came back out onto the ice for overtime because we finally got it to overtime or something. And uh, and then we lost in overtime before his penalties were up. Yeah, I mean, you think he's gonna like be afraid to walk back in that locker room? Like, hey boys, I'm here. Like, this is what you traded for. Let's go. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Love that. Love that. All right, solid segment there, Ty. I like that. Um, I think really the only thing that really happened in the hockey world over the over the last couple of weeks is uh, goaltender Eddie Lack retired. Um, kind of a, a journeyman backup or or one B, so to speak. But uh, had himself a pretty good career, so uh, he's hanging up the skates for goods. I remember him uh, in Vancouver. I was gonna say I he was a solid backup to Luongo for a long time. No idea anywhere else though. Uh, he was at, he was at the Devils a little bit. Um, really? Yeah, towards the end. Behind Brodor. No, 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 no. This is more like behind Schneider for like a year or two. I feel like uh, backup backup quarterbacks have done just so well in the NFL. I feel like backup backup goalies have probably done the same. Um, you know, to, for for the most part. I mean, it's a lot of pressure when you do get in there, but a lot of guys can make a living at just sitting on the bench. You know what I mean? Did we talk about Brady going to Tampa Bay? I don't think we really did. Not necessarily. I think we, well, we probably did. Ty, I want to know the Boston reaction. Oh, man. I think, I think everyone, you know, knew he was, he was headed out. You know, obviously he announced at some point that, you know, he wasn't going to be there. That was before he was signed with Tampa. But, um, I, it's just so nice. It's so nice. <laughs> it's split between, you know, how much people love Brady and how much people love the Pats and which is why, you know, probably the reason he left. I think, you know, he wanted a, his chance to make his, a little bit of his own legacy without fucking Belichick. And, um, it's, it's, you know, it's overshadowed now with everything that's going on. But I think if this wasn't going on, people would have been losing their minds. Um, just not giving up, you know. It just rebrings up the Garoppolo versus Brady debate and how stupid they were to to give up. Uh, it, it brought up things um, when when they had Brissett, Garoppolo, and Brady. Um, how Belichick basically was talking to San Francisco and they wanted Garoppolo and John Lynch, who you know the sixth safety, um, who's now the executive over in San Francisco, was basically saying to. To Belichick and Kraft, like, yeah, give me, give me Jimmy G, and and Belichick was like, "Do you want Brady?" And uh, I think Lynch was completely caught off guard with it, and 
they discussed it and it didn't have, end up going through. Obviously, they ended up making the trade for Jimmy G. But uh, rumors were that Brady found out that Belichick kind of was like, yeah, we'll give you Brady. Um, I think Brady was pretty fucking butthurt about that. Thought he thought he was safe in his own city. But um, that's fucking sports, Brady. Um, yeah, so it's it's fun to just see everyone panic about it. And for the first time, you know, in probably the whole fucking nine years I lived here, that Boston isn't going to win a title um, as long as the, you know, NBA Finals and Stanley Cup aren't played so um you know it's sick to live here <laughs> so actually it was kind of interesting because the... i'm sorry was that good? <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll take that laugh as uh yeah it was good yeah, um so uh, so well, the interesting thing about like ty i know you're you're very pessimistic we're not going to get anything but i think like the initial feeling i got from reading articles and whatnot was that the players <laughs> in the league did not want to play deep into the summer but all of a sudden it's starting to come out that like they're like seriously considering it. Like I, I like unless this like full quarantine goes out and not to mention or so unless this full quarantine goes another like three months, I think we're going to get some kind of a resolution to this season. Um, guys, let me Lou, I don't mind to cut you off unless you have a little bit more on that. But how much do you even want to see like a cup winner at this point? Like, the asterisks involved it, and just like it dip- it's bullshit. Like it's it's not even a real cup winner at this point. You know what I mean? Not at this point, but at the point where I know they're going to be playing, it's not a real cup winner. Like the I think they're they're legitimately is- talking about you know evening out games and then taking teams in and then doing you know there's there's been all sorts of things thrown around whether or not they do like uh the first two rounds three game series and a five for the for the conference and then full seven for the thing um there's talks of like of like basically preempting this so once they get the season done whether they'll pick like maybe two or three cities where they can control a lot more and just play everything out in those three cities i mean with behind closed doors if possible but uh I mean, even all the commissioners of the of the major sport leagues met on a conference call with President Trump uh, this past week. And one of, I guess, President Trump's big things was like sports is obviously a very important thing in this country. And it's a it is not only a great distraction, but, it you know, it can take people's minds off and give them something to to root for and cheer for. And I, and I guess he's putting basically. You know, he's not telling him to restart, obviously, because there's a reason we all that all of these uh, that we don't have sports right now. But I think there's going to be a focus on making sure we get going again. So I'm optimistic. I mean, yeah, that definitely is. I think it's doable if you put it in, like you said, two or three cities, no fans, closed doors, just play the games out. But at the same time. I just don't know. Like, that's not the same either to me. You know, if you do. The shortened playoffs, different series amounts, like it's just it's not the same. You know, whoever wins that cup will forever just be like, yeah, that's the Corona Cup. Like, um, I don't so think so. It's tough. I don't think so. If you take sixteen teams into the playoffs like you do normally every year, I think you still get a Stanley Cup champ, a legitimate one. I mean, you don't even even if it's if it's like best of five, best of five, best of five, best of seven. That's still, I mean, that's still a lot of hockey games. with no fans. It's still like, I mean, these teams are going to be the healthiest they've ever been rolling into any playoff. That's the um, other thing. That's the other thing to me. It's like, you look back at these cup teams. Like, I mean, last year, Boston fans will tell you fucking till the end of the day that, you know, Bergeron, blah, blah, blah. And Marshawn had this and, you know, Char had, obviously we know with the, cracked everything in the eyeball and it's it's like that's the coolest thing about winning a cup is that i think there's a story of like someone going into the edmonton locker room um in like the early 80s or the early 90s whatever they fucking won went to go congratulate them and everyone was just like sitting there with ice packs wrapped around them like that's the coolest thing about hockey is that you have to play fucking 40 extra games on top of the 82 and it's an absolute battle. Like guys are fucking playing through busted lungs and 
broken. Yeah, guys, guys are still going to get hurt in those playoffs. No, but, but I'm that's, just saying, like, to same. start fresh. <laughs> not the to same. To start fresh. Okay, wait. All right. Wait, I've let this, CJ, I've please let weigh this in. Of why it's good that people get injured. So uh, I'm going to jump in and say that I kind of am on Ty's side with this just because I think to get as close as you need to get to what Ty's describing as a real NHL playoff, you're going to jeopardize next year. The and biggest, the, sorry, the CJ, I'm going to go in, in a second, but the biggest regret in my life is like that I've not experienced like a playoff series, like in my life. Like I've played some absolute battles with teams, and like I just want to be in a series where like you're playing them back to back nights and like oh shit like that, and you're you going against the same injuries and the same people who you fucking spited the last game. You got to play them again, like. There's, there's got to be nothing like that. There's got to be nothing. Well, yeah, but so it's what sounds like you're saying is that you would rather have nothing. You would rather just have it canceled with no Stanley Cup. I just Cup don't want Well, it depends on know, how far man. this goes, too. Like, like they, we, they might not be able to do anything until, say, July. And then how much are you willing to sacrifice next year? Exactly. Well, I'd, no. rather, I'd rather have exactly. a full, clean year. Yeah, I agree because that's not fair. If it gets if time. it gets if it gets smaller than taking sixteen teams in and still playing some form of series, it's then easily I will agree get with you. Sixteen teams, They're not taking not teams. not to mention how hungry will everyone be next year? Still, like ah, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's right, some well, teams and, like and, you know, and here's were... and here's and here's the difference. One of us right, is a fan. Right. Two of us are players. So, I mean, and that might be as basic as it is, but, um, true. These but I mean, be- if I was a player, I'd, I'd accept any format, like I'd probably want to play. Yeah. Any format, regardless. I mean, I can, I can only imagine I would want to kill myself. if I was like a senior in high school or college and my career, exactly. ended, um, because of this, like I wanted to kill myself in general when my career ended, but fucking, <laughs> This? Are you kidding me? Like I can't I can't even imagine. So fucking heart goes out to those kids. Yeah, did you hear about the the uh the it's a female hockey player for I wanna say it was it was double A and she was like about to break the the three thousand point mark and she in her senior year and she was she felt like twelve points short or something like that. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, like most in school history. Another asterisk. Yeah, it's tough. But uh, but when the world... Well, Jesus. <laughs> when the world shuts down, the world shuts down. Uh, what else you got for us, Ty? Um, all right, let's see here. Uh, well, if you guys haven't listened to the Glenn Healy Chicklets interview, fuck. Siege, Islanders goalie. Um, he has some I don't know. Unbelievable- I don't know if I've heard that one. Unbelievable stories um, about their their playoff runs. Um, he played with the Rangers too. He he was the backup to Richter when um, they won in '99. Uh, so just some hilarious stories. They fucking him and another guy like literally lose the Stanley Cup in New York City. Um, NYPD had to like pull like not pull over, but there was like a mob of a hundred fans carrying the cup, and they were just like, "Okay, guys, like." We need this back. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> kind of thing. And he just, his dad is Scottish. So, and there's a story too, where he, I guess he gets mixed up. He looks like Robin Williams. And it's so funny because he is able to do impressions. Like just like Robin Williams, like does the accents so well. Um, so listen to, listen to Glenn Healy. He's also, he was also the um, like president of the NHL PA for a while. So, kind of tells the beginning stories of you know early 90s of how um you know the, these team salary caps were, were three and a half million for the whole team and um how guys like lemieux and gretzky um if it wasn't for them saying like you know you better pay everyone uh what they deserve or, or we're out kind of thing um kind of started the cba agreements and stuff like that uh, so that's that's definitely a very cool listen um Glenn Healy, but um, 
Otherwise, I was going to say that John Del. We got to give John Del Pina a shout out. Uh, oh yeah, former Randolph guy. Um, I played with his son. I think a year or two younger than me. Um, ended up not playing at Randolph but at Pingree. But uh, John is the director of uh, NHL communications with the players, so he's been able to to get a, all these superstars together and kind of doing these Zoom conferences and um, just kind of asking these questions about you know the quarantine about who the best players are and he's just it's funny you know a lot of these guys are like the crosby drew and the mark and jordan stall one it's probably the worst one where like i love drew and listening to drew and crosby talk is the best but all these guys are pretty reserved um a lot of the other ones with um different guys are are much more fun but obviously, me and Lou get to kind of fanboy with the Drew and Crosby, kind of talking about how they hate hate taking faceoffs against each other and they how they cheat, cheat against each other. And, <laughs> but it's just funny because you know Delapina asks like, "What's the worst part about Mark Stahl?" And every single one of them were like, "His fucking long stick, like that fucking long stick." And Mark's like, "It's a normal size, like I swear." And just like getting the players to talk, I think the NHL is doing a really good job at keeping the fans involved and, you know, doing stuff like that. I think that's all you can do, you know? What do you yeah, have sure. yeah those, those, those were a lot of fun. It's funny, Ty, because I think that one was by far, especially when he was asking about, like, the things you hate to play each other against, I think those were by far the best answers because everybody else was just like, oh, I respect you and you're all so good and, like, that's why I don't like playing against you because you're all such good players and, like, <laughs> got – the the that first one with the stalls and Sid and Drew, they were all like taking actual shots at each other. I feel That's like. fair. I feel like that was the only one I listened to all thirty minutes. Well, and you know what? Actually, voices. genuinely, what I think it what it was was that was full of vets. Whereas, and so I think the Pacific one was really good too because that was I mean Kopitar, Getzloff, Flurry, and um, OEL. OEL. So like uh, I think it was, it was better when they it were. It was OEL. OEL, Geo, Kopitar, oh, oh. and Flurry. Uh, no, because Kopitar and Getzloff are on the same. Well, regardless, but um, I think uh, like maybe I'm lot, yeah, the one with I like the one with yeah. Geo and, and OEL. So yeah, there was a couple but, funny clips out of that one. But I think it was better that like when they were all kind of in not the same class of players, so to speak, but like the same, like it was all vets versus. Like when you got a couple of young kids talking with some of the vets that they don't like, it's like some of the guy, like one of the, who was with Chara, like Larkin, like Larkin yeah. talking about Chara, like was like, Larkin's not going to take a shot at Chara. I don't know. Right. I guess, even though it's in the spirit of, of being fun and entertaining. That's um, a fair point. But yeah, they've been, they've been did, cool. OEL said something hilarious. Him and Gio are cracking up. <laughs> Forget, but. Just beauties. But yeah, you know, they, they, those have been a lot of fun and I, I looked forward to each one that came out and I watched, I watched them. So um, I think it's really cool what they're doing with this whole like greatest moments of the season kind of thing. Um, that's just, I think they're doing an, inc- the sports world is doing an incredible job still producing some form of, of content for fans, whether it be, I mean, every day we're getting a new year of what, what like redrafting this year. Um, I was got to say, those are my favorite, uh, the mm-hmm. redrafts um, and chill discussion does them really well, but just looking at those and, but also like uh, I follow some flyer accounts where they're like, if they, if they redid where um, I think like the, Oh, I want to say, Whatever year Pronger was drafted, which is like oh three, I want to say year before the the lockout, um, the Flyers ended up with all three of those top picks. Like they didn't draft Pronger, um, they didn't draft any of those top three picks, but they ended up with all of them: Alexander Daigle, Pronger, and another guy. Obviously, Daigle was a huge bust, um, and they ended up with Pronger probably year fucking 14 or 15 of his career but the third guy as well it was just like looking at that like oh they won that draft like they got all three of those guys i loved looking at that stuff or or the other stuff how trades last for like 15 years 
how like one draft pick turns into like this guy and then that turns into that guy. He gets straight for that draft pick and that gets straight into that. And then this turns into that guy. It's like looking at GMs down the line. Um, <laughs> some of that stuff is, is some fun rabbit holes to get into during this time. I love, I love that they've just been playing some unbelievable games, even like some recent ones, some way back ones, some, you know, eighties and they've just, they've had some real, the other night, they played the uh, the women's. I think it was from last year, uh, final against Finland. When Finland gets absolutely robbed from their first world championship ever, uh, oh yeah, US wins in a shootout. I think. Yeah, that was bullshit. That I, I don't I don't remember seeing that. I feel like we must have talked about it, but uh, I remember seeing absolutely that. Absolutely yeah. wild. Obviously, I got to see a couple uh, Islander Cup wins on one day when they went through those. The uh, the first Boston – or one day they were playing, like, all Boston Game 7s against Toronto. And... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, everyone's favorite – I think not just Boston, but one of the craziest games ever. I think Game of the Decade it was named by NHL or NHL NBC, whatever – was when the Bruins came back um, against the Leafs when they were down like 4-1 with 10 minutes left probably, and then they won in overtime. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Nesson keeps showing a, a bunch of games too and got a uh, a video from my, my buddy today of game four of 2011, which was the year after the Flyers came back from the 0-3 deficit against the Bees. <laughs> so, so this year, Lucic scores with like, I don't know, four minutes left to make it 3-1 to eventually clinch the Bruins' sweep of the Flyers and Jack Edwards, the fucking bastard Nesson guy, is just like, and that's it! It's summertime in Philadelphia! Like, oh, I just listened and I was like, God. <laughs> they also had the, they had the first Winter Classic on, Pittsburgh and Buffalo in the snow. Yep. Yeah, they're playing uh, the the Avs versus Red Wings uh, clips, like when McCarty fucked uh, or got fucked up by Lemieux, and uh, just blood everywhere, and then the goalie fights and all all that stuff. There's replaying all the NHL glory days, which is great, which is great. But yeah, you I know would... what I want to see? I want to see. Uh, let's go around the horn. Uh, what Stanley Cup final? If if you could watch it right now. And it was on NHL. Which one would you want it to be? Like clinch a game or whole series? Um, whole series, fine. I want to go back and watch Dallas Buffalo in '99. Oof. I was gonna say, uh, and it's. I feel like every series that I think of is a team that I hate. So like <laughs> I'm thinking Detroit, Pittsburgh, both those series were incredible. Yeah, was both that 08, 09? Yeah. Yeah. Was, um, yeah. But then also Siege Dallas, uh New Jersey two thousand, I think. Oh yeah. Like that Dallas team I fell in love with, Joe Newendike and Madonna and all those guys. Um and that, well who was it? Arnott in overtime? Yeah. Yep. And then, like everything this decade, it's just like it hurts. You know, the Kings, the Blackhawks, <laughs> the fucking Bruins, like yeah, Penguins. It's never, it's not fun. So I'm gonna stick with those. <laughs> all right, all right. Certainly not gonna do 2010 again. <laughs> let, let, let's uh, let's amend the uh, question for Lulu. What's your favorite uh, Penguin? I was gonna say. Oh, favorite Penguin win. Or are we in say besides the Penguins win? Well, I, I can, I'll do get, one get and both. one because I'll yeah, do one and both. one, yeah. Um, it's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the, the 16 Cup because in 09, I, was, I wasn't the hockey fan that I am now. Um. Oh man, that 09 one was so good though because it was Red Wings again and it was seven games again. Fuck. Save the flurry made. I know at the and, end in game seven. If I could watch a series again, 
and they with, had a oh, with yeah, and Dupuis last year. Oh no, Talbot. Yeah, Max Talbot scoring those two goals in Game Seven. Uh, yeah, I'm going nine. Cause all right, so yeah, so I would I think I would appreciate that series a lot more now. Sixteen being able to watch it as, Sharks, right? Yeah, sixteen was Sharks. Seven, seventeen never, was Nashville. Never forget, I was in uh, in Europe with with Selzy. Obviously, he's a you know boys with Trocheck and huge Penguins fan. Like we're we're staying up at four thirty a.m. in Germany to to watch that. Yeah. So um, and then non. Non Pens Cup. If I'm gonna watch, I want to watch a series. Whew. I don't know that whew, that Buffalo Dallas one comes to mind too. Siege. I mean, just thinking about watch that. The Dominator. I, I know, watch the and Dominator. just like that whole Sabers team: Maximum Finneganoff, Chris Drury. Uh, I mean, God, that was such a sorry, Dad, to bring up bad memories, but <laughs> um, putting the crease at the end. I know, like that's that's such an iconic one, and I think I, I would just want to watch something like that. Maybe Colorado, see Ray Bork get to raise it. But um, I feel like we need to look. We need to look further. Like I, I don't remember any of those. Like ninety nine, watching fucking Messier score three goals in the third period in Game Six against the Devils. Like I would have probably been sick that whole series. You call that ninety nine? I don't want to I don't want to watch any of those. <laughs> What? 94, sorry. I said yeah. 99 for Glenn Healy, too. No, 94. I don't know why I say 99. Well, 99 was definitely the Buffalo-Dallas series was. It's definitely some series back in the day, like, I mean, top one Summit series, fucking Canada versus Russia. Like, well, yeah, but we were... Bobby Clark. I mean, it was a different game back then, too, so I don't know. That's not a cup. Yeah, I don't know. I still enjoy... I don't want to go too far back or all yeah. I'll enjoy it in a different way. Um, I guess, although a lot of them, like if you don't know the outcome, it's fun. Yeah, that could be fun. Just doing like a random one. You got to go back pretty far to not know though. Right. Exactly. You got to go back to like into the seventies, probably yeah. low, low eighties. Well, no, low eighties. Low eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh, so I guess this is not really news or anything, but apparently, <laughs> more whispers out of Seattle that they're close, and once they finish, they will decide when is a good time to release it. Uh, the name of the team and whatnot. I think I think now is a great time to do it. Gives people something to talk about, something to uh, you know take their minds off of everything that's going on. What are you talking about? Seattle releasing what? the name of their team. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about some sort of coronavirus like vaccine. Like no. they're going to release it, but like they don't know when. It's like, no. uh, yeah, I think it is a good time, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, but I, they, they were supposed to release it by now, but they pushed it back indefinitely. Yeah, it was supposed to be like early March. Um, yeah, yeah. But apparently, from the thing I read, they're still working on like, like working with the league and copyright stuff. So I don't, I don't know if they were even ready back when they originally said. Yeah, but I guess that means that they've got it and they know what it is, so they can. Yep. Kind of choose whatever PR time they want. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, unless we uh, have anything else. Uh, Ty, you got any uh, you got any more segments before we get out of here? Uh, how long have we been going? Uh, just under an hour now. I mean, I wrote down some things. Oh, a quick one. Um, custom skates. People have been talking about it. What do you guys think about not only custom skates, custom goal songs, um, just a bunch of millennials talking shit. Are you guys going to ruin the you know historicness of the NHL, or are you going to let people do their own thing? Uh, couldn't really care less about custom skates, to be honest. Um, I think custom goal songs would be fun. Like, I love that part of baseball. Everybody's got their own walk-up song. I kind of like that. I mean, it does, but it's harder. I mean, you don't get that same environment in the arena, though. I don't know if you do. Like, with the, with the whole arena singing the song. They don't have their own home run songs, Lou. 
Yeah, it's only when they're coming up to bat. No, I know, but I like I like that part of it. But like, I think now that I'm thinking about it, having an arena of people sing the goal song, I think is way better than having each individual player with a goal song. The skates thing would bother me way less than a certain song playing for a certain player because exactly because of exactly what Lou said. Like the one of the great things about being at a hockey game is when you score the home team crowd knows the 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 sound and the chant and whatever comes next every team does something a little different yeah, not to I mention agree. hockey is a team game and there's a couple apples on that play most likely yeah for a guy who yeah I agree Siege, who doesn't get I was going to say who doesn't get a goal song for apples um like it's got to be the team one. Our senior year, it was a uh, Venga bus. Uh, we like to party. It's fucking great. Like every time I call we that scored, old six flags song guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, every time we scored, like we were right on whoever, whoever the DJ was um, right when the puck, right when it was signaled, you had to play that. Because they got it going, and then by the time you're going through the line, it was we liked part, and then it was it was fucking great. Um, but you need shit like that. Um, so I, I, yeah, I gotta say that can't can't do away with that. And custom skates, I'm not a fan of. I, I think I saw one where it was like Dallas had their kind of skyline, and it was green. Like, I, I think, think subtle with team colors really cool, but yeah, I agree. Like subtle might work, but for the most yeah, part, guys, guys think, running around with pink skates is going to look terrible. Right. Like your <laughs> fucking three on three skates are awful. Um, <laughs> how, but, much, how much you want to bet if uh, off the tip of your tongue, who would wear the, uh, the crazy colored skates? It's going to be a Russian name. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like that's why hockey players are, I feel like a lot yeah, of but the rest that the rest say about hockey are just like <laughs> you're just like the purest historic, and a lot of these things are going to help like grow the game. Like if you guys listen to the Bennington interview for Chicklets, yeah. like he's just like, ah, oh, it's fucking entertainment. Like, yeah, that's what you do. Like, it's how you got to do it. Like, sell it, stuff like that. And he's so right. And we kind of hate on that, I think, as a hockey community, or at least, but. It's probably what the game needs to get more fans and to get more everything. Like, hang out with too many basketball players, clearly. Hey, I don't know. Yeah, the skates, the skates don't really bother me. I guess they, I, I, if I were to prefer just to have everybody have black skates or, or if everybody had, like, crazy colors, I would rather just see black skates. But Which is funny. I mean, I guess because they're bigger and it's a smaller surface, so they'll be more visible because, like, when it comes to the NFL – I feel like I couldn't care less if they had crazy, but I guess cleats are smaller than skates. So the, the funny, bigger surface. The funny thing is, is that there's no way there's a rule right now that says like players can't have custom skates because almost half the league definitely has custom skates. Like they're fitted, they're yeah. exact boot, they're fucking blade length. They're getting them cut the way they want. It's I yeah, mean, but the color, the colors on them is probably governed by the team. Sure, but no one's ever tried that. Like, I mean, you don't think Lou Lamorello has them all using exactly? Oh God! (laughs) Just saying, because it's like not breached yet, there's definitely not a rule. I think if someone fucks with it, they'll make a rule. But each team might, individual team, the league might not, but individual teams might. It's not a written thing. It's definitely like a coach decision. Or a captain if he's been there for a while, you know. Fucking Sagan, you can't wear those. I told you. I don't care <laughs> if we have a new coach. You can't ask him, like Ben. Yeah. <laughs> no, Tyler. Sagan was on that Boston team from uh, what was it, twenty ten? It was a dirty, dirty team. No, he the one, was not the on the twenty ten. He was on the twenty eleven though. No, nah, I'm pretty sure it was the 2010 Vancouver Cup. No, uh, 2010, the Flyers lost to the Hawks. 
and then Sagan was a rookie. Twenty eleven, Taylor Hall drafted first. You um, are correct, sir. And then the, yes, they won in they won in Vancouver. Uh, Brad Marchand peeing in a plant in a hotel. Um, in 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 Boston, guy tried to kick him out. GM came up, said, "No, nah, he's good." And Marshawn <laughs> walked away and said, "I'm above the law." <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> All right. Have we got anything else here, boys? And nope. All right. So as always, go check out our very good friends, Parlors. They're a sick band out of New York City, uh, putting out a lot of great music. We always let you know when they're having shows so that everybody can go check them out. Uh, you can follow us on our Insta- or on our social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show. Hockey. Hockey.